Up World. It's your past first point guard and trailblazer reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and now also on YouTube. If you are listening to the show, please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers by New Year's, so... Uh, if you haven't subscribed now, go ahead and do it. Today's show is a very, very special one. We are once again joined by our weekly guest here, none other than Jason Quick of The Athletic, my friend and yours. But we're going to do things a little bit differently. So before we talk about that, Jason, you, you doing okay? You having a, are you having a better morning than me so far? Yeah, you know, I was going to say, I, I wish uh, the listeners could have experienced the, the pre-pod uh, moment with you. <laughs> You're a little harried. This yeah, I'm frazzled. I'm, fra- I'm yeah. frazzled. I'm not. I'm not at the top of my game. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to still try to put out 30 minutes of uh, quality audio and video content. It just means that um, you got to see me a little, uh, a little harried, like you said. <laughs> a little harried, like you said, before we got started. Um, the the composing yourself before you went on the air was uh, was great. Though. Okay, I wish people could see that. There's like a little wiggle that goes in. Composes himself. Uh, if if listeners are lucky, I'll keep that video. I'll keep that as part of the video as the, as yeah. the cold open. Um, they can see they can see how I physically reset after a little bit of a, a dicey morning here. But um, the Blazers are a bad basketball team, Jason. I don't really want to talk about the specifics of the bad basketball team. Uh, you wrote a story in the Athletic B that came out fr- Thursday, December sixteenth, kind of unpacking all of the reasons that they're bad. So instead of um, instead of talking about all those reasons, I encourage you, dear listener, just to go read Jason's story. Um, he, uh, he kind of unpacks where they are and, and um, the difficulties of getting out of this mess. But instead of, instead of that, let's play a game. How about a game? Uh, I stole this from Sean okay. Woodley, the host of Locked on Raptors. It's called What's More Likely? And Jason, I'm going to present you with some scenarios and you're going to tell me what's so likely and then we can discuss them as necessary. You know how it works or you'll figure out how it works. You're pretty smart. I'm tense. I'm, I'm a little nervous about Oh no, this is like, think of this as like many of our sort of um, conversations that we have, uh, it, um, but this will be, you know, instead of the sort of, uh, you know, whatever, just like a sitting on press row BSing, hey, what do you think is more likely? This is, we're bringing it to the people instead. Um, right. I'll, I'll keep it, but you'll be all right. I, I believe in you. Let's start with, let's start with this one. What's more likely, the Blazers finish higher than eighth in the West or they pick higher than eighth in the draft? Wait. So that would be. So do they, that's basically saying. Do they finish? Are, are they going to be a playoff team? Or are they? Not yeah, exactly. Basically. But are they? But are they going to be like a truly bad team if they miss the playoffs? Right? Like, are they going to? If they are they going to finish? Well, they're the, seventh worst team right exactly. now. Exactly. Right? Are they more likely to stay where they are in the seventh worst team, or are they more likely to get all the way back and be a playoff team? Jeez. You know what? I originally I thought that. My my knee jerk reaction when Joe got hired and hearing him talk about wanting to take risks and stuff, I really thought that he was going to be able to pull some deals and that this would be righted. But the more that I look at their situation, uh, I think it's going to be really difficult for him to pull off yeah. a deal soon enough for them to write their, their ship. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's more likely that they uh, are a lottery team. Yeah, more likely pick higher than eighth in the draft. I would probably lean that yeah. way too. 
um, just because I think the timing wise, like, you know, they're December 15th is the quote unquote start of trade season, but it's very rare that trades happen in December in the league, especially big, big ones. Um, so we're pushing, yeah. you know, end of January, February. And by then, um, you know, we've seen what this team is like. <laughs> they're, they're not very good. And they're, they're more than one trade away yeah. from being, from being special. And it doesn't look like Dame's going to get better. But, you right. Know, right. I, I don't know if it's an injury or, or what's going on, but you know, we're 29 games into this now and it, it's more than just the slump. I totally. Think. And, and there's certainly a, a good portion of it is physical. If some of it is X's and O's and some of it is mental and all that, like a portion of it is a physical problem for sure with Dame. It's gotta be. All right. Our next, what's more likely question. What's more likely CJ McCollum becomes the Blazers fifth all-time leading scorer or that he's played his final game with the Portland Trail Blazers. A little bit of math there for you. Uh, Dame, or CJ is 865 points away from moving into fifth. That's roughly 20 points per game over 43 games. And the Blazers have 52 games remaining. So is it more likely that he plays out those seasons averaging about 20 a game or that he's played his last game as a Portland Trail Blazer? I think it's probably more likely that he's played his last game as a Portland Trail Blazer. Wow. Leaning that way. I mean, he's he's out for at least another week, right? Yeah. Um And it seems like Joe Cronin pretty much hasn't hit it that a trade is coming and that trade, the way he talks, is that that trade is CJ McCollum. Um, um, that was certainly more likely than playing 43 games. I'm lean with you there. Uh, do you think that, do you think CJ is the first domino to fall? Um. I think it will probably be Covington or Nurkic, actually. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think we talked about this uh, at the last game, the Memphis game, that, you know, everyone, I, I think CJ's most likely or the easiest route for this team to get better because of his salary and talent right. level and all that. But I still think there's a chance that, Norm could be that guy who sure. is used as a chip to get better. So uh, it's Norm or CJ. That's going to be their route, their quickest route to getting better quickly. So, um, but it just it feels like Norm is more of a Chauncey Billups guy because of his defense and kind of his grit. Uh, so I would I would say CJ. Um, yeah, it's more likely of the two. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Also, yeah, I, I I just think the the thirty million bucks, like if they could find a way, that seems like a way that they could solve several teams' problems. Cause just because of the big money, you know, you can move right. stuff around, and several teams that want to get cheaper or want to do this and that, they can make it happen. Right. Um. Let's. We got. I got. I got more for you. I got. I got six more in the chamber. But let's. Uh, let's. <laughs> co let's come back and answer, or I'll ask you more of those in the uh, second and third se segments. But first, let me tell my listeners about Truebill. It's the new app. The new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, you don't want, or you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to seven hundred and twenty dollars a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill is here to make it incredibly simple. You just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap and your true bill concierge is then is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to basically it's a service you download the app you you 
you quickly, and I, I was able to do this in under 10 minutes when I downloaded the Truebill app, see all the subscriptions you're paying for. You can literally click it right in the app, cancel this, it cancels it immediately. And if it's more than that, if, if uh, companies make it harder, you're paying for a service that makes it simple for you. You say, cancel this, Truebill will go do it for you. So don't fall for those subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right. Still chatting here with Jason Quick. We're playing a game that I stole from someone else on the network. Shout out to Sean Woodley of Locked on Raptors. We're playing What's More Likely. We talked about where the Blazers finish. We talked about CJ McCollum's future with the Blazers. Here's your next one, Jason. All right. What's more likely? The next person to sign a contract extension with the Blazers is Anthony Simons, or the next person to sign a contract extension with the Blazers is Nazir Little. Ooh. Uh, Anthony. Is that only timing wise? Yes. <laughs> I th- I th- he has a year I, advantage. I think the organization is equally um, encouraged by both of those youngsters. Sure. Uh, I think they're both high on them. I think uh, each of them have shown marked improvement. I think they're the two bright spots of this dreadful season so far. The only ones, indeed. And uh, so, yeah, I, you know, um, Anthony is uh, uh, will be a restricted free agent this uh, summer, and I, I fully expect him to match anything that that he's given. Yeah, the only the the sort of hiccup here would be that if Ant gets included in trades, it's kind of an right. unknowable an unknowable thing. Um, I would assume Ant has slightly more value trade wise than Nas because the thing Ant does is is score and scoring is the most valuable skill in the league. Um, but I don't think it's like wildly different because of Nas's size and um, sort of hustle category potential for sure. Um, yeah. But Ant is like closer, like scoring is so valuable and Ant can really score. That's that's just a more valuable basketball player. And he has a slightly larger body of work too. Absolutely, absolutely. It would be the Blazers' first uh, rookie, first player to sign an extension coming off, a first round pick to sign an extension since uh, CJ McCollum. The Blazers, had in Neil Olshie's tenure, signed two people coming, first round picks to contract extensions, Damian Lord and CJ McCollum. Um, Certainly Ant was a was a candidate under Neil, and I assume he still will be the same. Uh, but two in a row would be rare for in the Blazers era if they were to sign both Nas and Ants, which is why I asked the question. All right, what's more likely, Jason? In July, Damian Lord requests a trade, or Damian Lord signs a max contract extension? Oh, God. Uh, uh, I, I, I so hate this story. I hate the storyline. <laughs> That's uh, why I buried this one a little bit. I didn't want it to end the show or be the lead of the show. I put this in the middle intentionally, so it's it's re- only only the you know our most dedicated listeners will get to it. I'm uh, I'm just exhausted of the storyline. Um, but what is it again? It's whether he asks a trade or or what. Yeah, what's more likely in July that he requests a trade or signs a contract extension? Oh, it's probably more likely he signs an extension, but I think the organization should really think about this before they uh, lock themselves into it. And I think this will be a telling next, you know, four, four or five months. And uh, so, yeah, but I would say it's probably more likely that uh, 
that that he signs an extension. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on the extension thing. It's like he's he's already under contract for three seasons with like an opt in for like something something in the range of fifty million dollars. Um, it's it's they don't need to do it right now. And luckily for them, luckily for Joe Cronin, like they don't have to. Maybe they can whatever, there might be some verbal agreements that happened before that in, in the league. But like, you don't have to make that commitment till July. And you can kind of figure out between now and then what this team is like before you, before you sort of, you know, they want to build around Dame, but does building around Dame demand that you also give him a hundred million bucks? And I think that's, that's the decision that they'll have to figure out when they get there. Right. Like, um, I don't think it's a no brainer, but I don't, um, I think there's more. I think you got to figure out what direction this team is heading in right. a, by April before you make that commitment. Yep. All right, so we've got a couple more. Um, what is what else do I got for you? Um, here's one for you: the Blazers are a top ten offense this season. They end with a top 10 offense or the Blazers don't have a bottom three defense. They're currently 18th in offense and fourth worst in defense. So is it more likely that their def- their offense surges and they figure this out or that their defense continues to stutter, sputter all season long? Uh, I'd be definitely vote for the offense. I think it's more likely that they improve there. Um, and it's just, I, I, I think once you get to this point in the season, it's really hard to make a jump a huge jump in any of those stats just yeah. because, yeah. you know, it's quite a, you have a body of work uh, and it, it's hard to, to move the needle drastically, but I would say offense just because this is largely a roster of offensive players, but we'll see what Joe does if he brings in some, some defensive type players. Yeah, I would probably lean the other way. I would probably lean that they don't have a bottom three defense just because it seems easier for them to finish like 25th or 26th, oh, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like just just to barely skate it. That doesn't mean that I believe in their defense. It just means that like the right. parameters um, are like, because they're 18th in offense right now, they've really, they've really been bad. Yeah. Um, I think to me, that's more notable than anything else is that the offense has looked bad. Um, that... That is, I kind of thought, and and a lot of this is Damon Lord having the worst offensive season of his career, right? Like we yep. can put it at the feet of Chauncey Billups and whatever, and and Neil Olshay, but like neither of them like had Dame shooting thirty percent in their plans, right? And I think that's the hardest thing, you know, taking a step back and looking at from a wider lens. I think that's the hardest thing for Blazer fans right now is that. Before, yeah, the defense was terrible, but at least it was an entertaining product because they could score and stay close right. in games. And remember, you know, last year they had all those uh, clutch games, whatever. Yeah, you Dame, know. if you got to the last three minutes, Dame was going to win it for you. And it was like fun because it was like, yeah. this team can't stop anyone. But if they're if they're in the game, they've got the best closer in basketball. You were engaged in, in the games, you know. Right. And they, you might be disappointed a lot of times you might be frustrated that they couldn't stop teams, but it was an entertaining product. And this year has become, it's just such a grind to watch this team play. And it's almost exhausting because they're bad on both ends. And so the entertainment level has really nosedived. And, and I think that's what has been so hard for Blazer fans is that the product is not even uh, entertaining anymore. 
Yeah, that's hence the game today, Jason. <laughs> yeah, right. I was that's why I texted you. I was like, we don't let's not let's not yeah. like really dive into the basketball team. Let's like let's not um, talk <laughs> about the last couple games. We don't need to talk about the the you know whatever end of the fourth quarter or beginning of the fourth quarter against Memphis. We don't need. Let's not do right. it. Um, I already I already fell on that sword. This is a daily podcast, so I already um, yeah. I bravely bravely uh talked about that terrible game but um did you talk I, about the pre- chin guy you know i didn't talk about the chin guy let's give let's actually give a moment to the chin guy uh blazers <laughs> halftime acts this week have been better than the basketball by a lot by a lot they had red panda and then they had this chin balancer guy known as the chin balancer um both significantly better than the basketball games game against the suns was fine but pretty brutal ending for the blazers um the chin guy is going to be the new. I think he's going to be the new rave in halftime entertainment. You yeah, know, they, so they had you, quick change, Red Panda. Who are some other ones? Uh, amazing Sladek, who, oh, who yeah. goes on the uh-huh, chairs. Right. Uh, the lady who shoots the bow and arrow with her feet. Oh right, right. Um, uh, Christian and Scooby, who oh, is yeah. the guy with the little dog, who uh, little Chihuahua dog who runs around in the basketball and does tricks, but he's also an acrobat. Um, that <laughs> Christian and Scooby is a very a real variety show. Um, had beers oh, with him a f- once in Oklahoma City after a game. Yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> he was at our hotel. Well, that's right, um, you were there too. Yeah, 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 he he. Um, this is how you know I'm a nerd, Jason. <laughs> is that that Christian Scooby guy unfollowed me on Twitter? It was like. <laughs> He was like, he's like, don't care for this guy. Don't care for this guy's style. There's a lot of numbers. He's like, oh, defensive rating. Yeah, I'm no thank you. Um, Yeah, we we he told us that uh, Scooby had retired when he told uh, when when he uh, he had a replacement with him. Yeah, he had a, a new dog that was masquerading as Scooby. All right. Uh, chin Chin guy though balances uh, the like he balanced a lawnmower on his chin. He balanced a uh, he balanced a, a ladder on his. Oh, he was a lawnmower. Yeah. A lawnmower and a, a wheelbarrow. wheelbarrow. Yeah. A table. A folding table. Yeah. A bike. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's some secret video of Jason Quick really enjoying that. So. Yes. Um, uh, when when this uh, when this podcast goes behind a paywall, I'll I'll you can pay twenty five dollars a month to to unlock Jason Quick enjoying uh, enjoying the chin balancer. So I love that guy. Best highlight of the week, highlight of the Blazers week so far. Uh, yes. They played the. We're recording this on Friday morning. They were they play the Hornets tonight, um, but. Highlight of the week so far has been chin balancer, which really speaks to speaks to where the team is. Um, hey, is Lamelo it, playing tonight? He is questionable. Is that what they said? Yeah, he's. I, I haven't seen an update since that, but he oh, was. Yeah, he was upgraded. Yeah, yeah, upgraded yeah. to questionable. But he had been out the previous game. So right. um, here's to hoping we get a Lamella ball. I would. I would. Um, at this point, you got to root for the opponent to have fun players because <laughs> the Blazers might not bring it. Yeah. Um, let's let's close out the show. I got a couple more questions and okay. what's more likely. Before we do that, uh, let me tell the listeners about Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. I've been telling y'all about Bill Bars for literally two years. I've also been eating them for a long time myself. Uh, I've told the story before, but here's how it works. Bill Bar becomes a sponsor of the show. They send some free product to my home and they say, try these so you can talk about them. And I said, 
These are awesome. I'm going to eat them and now spend my own money to buy them. So I became a Built Bar customer just by basically trying them one time. I said, this is something for me. My personal favorites, cookies and cream and as well as peanut butter brownie, but you'll find something you like. They got fruity flavors, they got chocolate flavors, they got limited time stuff. So make sure you're checking Built.com all the time for their limited time flavors and you'll find something you like and find something your family likes. All of them are packing a punch, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar and no more than five grams of net carbs. All tasty, all healthy. Go get yourself some. Built.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off. LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's show, also brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They got more lines, more props, more odds than ever before. They got a new and updated website so you can access it on your phone, you can access it on your computer, and then you can quickly bet on every sport that there is. So basketball season heading into the meat of its schedule, college football season into the into the bowl season, the NFL heading into the playoffs. You'll also be able to bet on uh, soccer all over the world if that's something you're into. You'll be able to bet on the NHL season, uh, combat sports like MMA and boxing, play your favorite Vegas casino games, whatever you're into, you'll find it on bet online. And if you use the promo code locked on, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So your first deposit magically gets 50% bigger when you use that promo code locked on go to betonline.ag. Don't wait, take advantage of this offer. That's bet online where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard, still Mike Richmond. Still chatting here with Jason Quick of The Athletic, and we're still playing the game. What's more likely? Uh, What's more likely? Quick change? Quick change becomes, uh, takes over the mantle as the greatest halftime act, or that that we here have promoted Chin Balancer to the top, to the top ranks. Um, And he's the one that TNT spends time uh, in their halftime show looking at balancing stuff. I'll go Chin Balancer. I'm a believer. Same. Jason, um, let's let's. Uh, I got a couple more of these. We're playing. What's more likely? Um, the here's the next one for you. What's more likely? Na- Larry Nance Jr. is on the roster at the beginning of the next season, or Norman Powell is on the roster at the beginning of next season? Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm gonna say Norman Powell. I would agree. Yeah. More just, years on his contract. Yep. And I just think he's a Chauncey Billups type player. Not that Larry isn't, um, but I think Larry, uh, you know, will garner a lot of interest. I, I think Larry's a heck of a basketball player. I'm not so sure the Blazers have gotten the best version of Larry. Um, so uh, I, I think he'll be somebody who other teams would want. He's probably one of the most desirable pieces on this roster right now yeah he's, teams are he's looking like, at, at doing he, business you know he's weirdly their best trade chip because he's under yeah. contract next year for a reasonable amount of money um he can play he's he can play that versatile switchy like small ball without sacrificing a bunch of size that everyone covets like he's he's a you know like the 82 game player versus 16 game player i think larry nance is a 16 game player i think he can play a bunch in the playoffs yeah. um the Blazers just might not get get a chance yeah. to see what that looks like. Uh, and like you said, I think Norm is in like it's a lot of Norm. If you're trading for Norm, you're trading for a lot of Norm. It's three years left, and um, or four years left four, rather on his yeah. contract after this one at like eighteen and a half per. Um, so it's like it's it's a lot of Norm. I think that makes him a little less tradable because um, 
he's good and can help, but it's teams don't always want to trade for like, there's like a sweet spot, you know, two years is perfect. Three years is too long. You know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's trade trades like that. Um, are, they're a little bit tougher to, to thread the needle on. Um, okay. More likely to be on the roster after the trade deadline, Robert Covington or Yusuf Nurkic? Yusuf Nurkic. By a lot, right? Yeah. By a lot. Just because, uh, the Blazers don't really have a traditional center. I mean, I guess Cody. Uh, but I mean, uh, he has a cracked bone in his kneecap. I think that's like he, they he's it, not. They don't have a center right now. It's really, really small, though. I, I yeah. I, I think is it Cody will be back. Yeah. Um, okay. But I, I also think Cody's uh, primed to be traded as well. I mean, he. I think he can. You know, get them close to being under the tax line. Um, but yeah. I, just and because, he's competent as on a minimum contract. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, and Rocco is it. Do you think like I think Blazer fans believe Rocco has very limited trade value. And I, I agree that he has been bad this year. Um, but like, do you think there's still some some do you think there's a chance some teams out there take say, hey, this guy was good as recently as, you know, 10 months ago. Um, do, do you think he has some yeah. positive trade value out there? Some. Yeah, but it's, it, and yeah. you know, actually, since he's been since he lost his starting job, I think he's had some pretty good games. He's yeah, had he had th- two really two good games this week. He was pretty awful against the Grizzlies. Offensively, uh, I, yes. I thought I thought his last two games against Phoenix and Memphis were two of his better defensive games of the season. Uh, yeah, I maybe, thought he was legitimately very good against the Suns. Yeah, I I thought he's. He's been really engaged. I think he's been really handsy, uh, and he's kind of stuck his nose in a lot of, lot of situations uh, down low. Uh, he hasn't, you know, just let people go by. Uh, I, I think that's been encouraging. I think that will help teams who start scouting. You know, teams send scouts around. Yep. Not not just to diagram plays and stuff, but the analyze players on on other rosters and i'm sure scouts are seeing that and going you know he was pretty engaged he was pretty good he did this so i think for a good team he could uh help a a playoff type team and he could also uh be attractive to teams that are going to be wanting to cut salary but i as i wrote in my story i think it's really hard for teams to make a salary cutting move in december when you're right. still trying to convince your fans that you're going for the playoffs or that you're going to be relevant, you can't be making those types of moves on, you know, before Christmas, but you can Even make before that. Okay. Day maybe. Yeah. Like, but you can make that, you know, late January, early February, where, when the standings are, are kind of painting your outcome more fully. Uh, so totally. So my thing is, is I, I think everyone wants a quick resolution or a, a quick fix to this. And I don't think it's going to, I think people are going to have to be patient for, for Joe to make some moves just because it's not a reflection of his urgency. It's a reflection of the rest of the league willing to do business at this time of the season. I mean, you, you're making a phone call to another organization and they have goals. Uh, I right. also think the, um, I think the play-in tournament 
changes the totally. the number the number of teams that say we suck yeah. like like the kings in another year would be way the hell out of the playoffs and like okay we got to blow it up like yeah. it would be there but instead they're hanging around with a bad basketball team uh same record as the blazers with all due respect um but like they're hanging around with a bad basketball team because th- if they finish 10th and they play a, a postseason game that's that's there's a little carrot for them it's a carrot for their fans they're kind of that's a win um, for them yeah Absolutely. And there's more teams. There's just so many more teams in that range that are like, hold on. What, you know, what if we play a postseason game? Right. Um, I think that complicates it. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't, I, the, the path out of here is, is tough, which um, makes one, one um, relatively popular podcaster used his podcast space to, to say that there was reasons for optimism heading into December. Um, that may, <laughs> that may have been incorrect. Um, the Blazers haven't given us a lot of reasons for optimism. So that segment that I did to that, the end of November doesn't look great. It's not looking great. Um, well, a lot of things have changed since then, you know, CJ got hurt. Um, Cody got hurt. I mean, their depth took a real, a real hit. You know, we're starting to play Trenton Watford in meaningful minutes. Ben McLemore is a nightly rotation player. Now that, that wasn't, happening uh back in november right and i and i really believe like okay dame's gonna take this time off he's gonna get his body right and he's gonna come back and be pretty good and like he shot it really well from three five of five threes against memphis but he was one of ten inside the arc like it's um he just you know it's it is what it is he's not playing well and so much of this machine depends on him being one of the 10 best players in the league. Um, and then when he's not, all of the other little shortcomings, oh, this roster misses X and X and X. Well, yeah. they'd, they'd be better if Dame propped up the boat, like propped up the tent a little bit. And yeah. like, oh, Cronin has to make this trade. It's so desperate. It would be less desperate if um, if they were just a 500 team. Like, you know, they would be... Whether eleven and eighteen, like if they were, if they were even, you know, like thirteen and fifteen, it would feel so much different. Because like, okay, they're not that far away, but yeah, um, I mean, look that as I wrote, Dame has masked a lot of the Blazers' warts the last yeah. eight or nine years. I mean, he has yep. almost single-handedly willed this team into the playoffs at least three or four years, and the other years he has been remarkable and been the driving force to get them when he doesn't play at that superhuman level their depth gets exposed their defense gets exposed their shooting lack of shooting gets exposed but you're right mike that if if they were you know like you say 13 and 15 or 14 and 14 right that's fine that, that that's fine i mean you look at minnesota they they lost Five straight games coming into Portland. They beat the Blazers, then they go and beat uh, Denver. Now they're feeling good about themselves. They're getting things rolling. That can happen in the NBA. Totally. But, you know, when you're talking losing seven straight, 10 of 11, that one win was over Detroit, and you look terrible in that game. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, you know, the, I think everyone can see that this is a concerning time for the Blazers. Um uh, so yeah, it, but Dame, well, the, the biggest problem is Dame hasn't played like Dame, and CJ hasn't played like CJ, and right now CJ isn't even playing. So yeah, it, and that it really makes yeah. it worse. 
And it magnifies all of their other shortcomings, yep. like you said. Um, yep. I think after the game, you asked you asked Norm kind of like a uh, sort of just like for the listeners, kind of like a sort of icebreaker type question. Sometimes like when you're doing these interviews, you just want to get a guy talking, you know, you want to yeah. get. And so Jason, he comes in and Jason goes, what's what's the most frustrating part about about this losing streak other than the losing? And Norm's like, <sighs> kind of pauses and like, shit, the losing. losing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was, it was a really telling Poor moment. Norm had to go up there and fucking Unbe- oops, take all the questions of, uh, you know, what's wrong. And probably the, the guy who's played the hardest. Maybe the most consistent performer on the roster. And it's like, okay, well, you want to go out there? It's like in, in you know, uh, the way they in the past, kind of everyone would have to stand and deliver in a, in a locker room. Right. You could, um, and, you know, you couldn't avoid it. Or if guys did avoid it, it would be more noteworthy. It would be right. like, he skipped out on media. Like, he doesn't even right. want to deal with it. Right. Um, but now the way it works is they bring people into this little media room set up. I'm, I'm sure many of you have seen it on the Blazers YouTube channel or on TV or whatever. Um, so now it's like literally someone gets ch- selected from the back hallway. Hello, Norman. <laughs> you have, yeah. It's your terrible responsibility tonight. Um, and I thought Norm was telling, but it, what Norm didn't deserve that. I guess no. no one really deserved that, but certainly Norm didn't deserve it. Yeah. I did love his right. uh, his response to when I asked him if he felt the players knew the play well enough, and I thought I thought telling him it's like, well, I think we know the plays. It's like we're not running them hard enough or correctly enough, you know. Um, yeah, it, 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 the response was like, it sure doesn't always feel that way, does it, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you've noticed that, too, that sometimes we look like we don't know what we're doing on offense. Yeah, that feels Everyone's bad. standing around. Yeah, or they're like, or um, Chauncey Phillips is pointing and orchestrating, like really doing a lot in a half-court offense. I thought against yeah. Phoenix a couple times late, he's like, you go here, you clear this corner. Okay, you go yep. to angle. All right, set it, set it, set it. Yeah. Um, which like plenty of coaches, like say like Rick Carlisle has been very successful. He is super hands-on. He calls whatever, 110% of the plays. Um, but when you're scuffling and the coach is saying, you go here, like truly orchestrating on the fly, it's, uh, it's more notable for an offense that is, um, below average 18th in the NBA. It's yeah. yikes. Well, we didn't avoid all the negativity. I was trying to play a game so we could avoid it, but <laughs> Jason, we, uh, we got back in the ditch. Yeah. Um, it happens. Dear listeners, this uh, this podcast is available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel, please, and tell your friends to do the same. People hear about podcasts via word of mouth. So tell your friends. If you're if you got a Blazer fan, tell your friends. Jason comes every week. Uh, he's a weekly guest. And next week, he will get to talk to me from yes! my mom's basement. I cannot so... wait. I cannot <laughs> wait for that. Mike Richmond in his mom's basement. That's truly where I've the the where the, it's not where it all started because I lived here when we met, but it's like where you thought it all started was in my mom's basement. It's like literally a blogger from my mom's basement. So that's yes. next week. So people, um, that, this is god honest truth. I for years thought that Mike Richmond and I thought his parents lived in Portland, and I thought he lived with his parents, and that's, it's no joke. <laughs> And then I found out, oh, no, they live in North Carolina. 
Yeah. And, and you've lived, you're an adult who lives alone. Yeah. I, listen, I've, I've come a long way since we've over the, over the years we've met for sure. But, uh, I was, it didn't come from the basement to another basement. Um, so, but I guess I really had, uh, live with my mom vibes when I met, um, when I met Jason and he probably joked about it once and I played along and then here we are. Oh. Love it. I cannot wait for oh. next, the next episode though. All right. So we'll do it. Uh, I don't know what next week is like Christmas. So we'll figure it out. Dear listeners, listen to the podcast because I'll explain when it's when it's all going to uh, when it's all going to go down. And Jason will join the show like he does each week. Go subscribe to The Athletic. No one is covering the team better than Jason. If you want to be if you if you are a Blazer fan, you need to read Jason quick. So you need to subscribe to The Athletic. It's just as simple as that. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.